Just lift it right up. Say, this is my Bible. Say, I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I will do what it says I can do. Say, I will do what it says I can do. Say, I'm going to do it. I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God one more big praise. Amen. God is good. God is good. John 10, 10, by now you've, you've got it memorized. The thief cometh not but for to kill, still and destroy. Jesus said, but I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. Jesus said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life in abundance. That's more life than death, more health than sickness, more provision than lack, more hope than sorrow. More joy than sadness. More, more vision, more future than you could possibly contain. Jesus came that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. Is your life in abundance to the top? Is it overflowing life? Do you have more life than problems? Come on now. In your conversation... Are you talking about the life of God that's flowing through you or the problem that seems to be choking the life out of you? Are you are you focused on the fact that greater is he who's living in me than he who's in the world? Or are you focused on something that's living in the world that's chasing after you? I think quite often we end up living the wrong life. We, we end up, you know, experiencing life as the, the, the Bible says as mere human beings. When the spirit, the same spirit, that power that raised Christ from the dead has now quickened your mortal body. Okay. God life, Zoe, is in, if you're born again, it's in you. Okay. If any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature altogether. Altogether new. Altogether new. Look, the, the old, the previous moral and spiritual condition, all that's passed away. Behold, fresh and new has come. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature altogether. Look at somebody close to you and say, Happy New You. Now, just because you got new life, don't mean that you roll it out of the garage and ride around in it. You're going to have a new car and leave it at the dealership. How many of you realize, and you'd agree with me, that if somebody came to you and they said, I want you to just pick out any car you want, it's paid for 100% even the taxes. We're not going to do an Oprah on you. We're going to cover the taxes. You get a, you get to pick it out. You, you, it's going to be yours. It's going to be awesome. And you go shopping and you find the one you like. You know, if you're into a 72 Pinto, that's what you get. But, you know, some of us are probably going to go a little bigger than that. 
right? You, you know, we're, we're probably going to go for a Prius or something, you know, oh, baby. And we're going to get something awesome. And, and you, you get it picked out, and they hand you the keys, and you've got the keys, and, and, and you're ready to go. And they say, now, now go on home, and we'll send you pictures of it. Well, I thought it was mine. Yeah, it's yours. Well, I want to drive it. Well, you don't actually get to drive it. Well, what good does it do? Well, you own it. This is yours. You got bragging rights. It's going to be on the cover of, you know, Hot Rod magazine. Your name's going to be there next to it. So what? Who cares? And a lot of us, that's how we treat God life. We leave it at the dealership. We, we tell people that we got it. But we never take it out of the garage. We, we go and we, we, we'll travel halfway across the country to get three new keys to it. But we don't ever actually get in it and start it up and use it. Well, because that means that we'd have to leave our old piece of junk behind. We'd, we'd have to ride in a, in a new ride. See, and, and, you know, there are just certain things that you let take place in the old, old ride that you don't want to let happen in the new ride. Hello? You know, kids don't get to eat popcorn in the back seat of the new ride. The old ride is three inches deep. Right? You know, there are crayon marks and there's, you know, and, 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 you know, cigarette holes burnt in the seat. And, and in the new ride, in the new ride, you don't want to do that. So we just ride around in the old ride? Why is it that we've got God life, but we live just like we used to live before we had God life? Jesus said, I've come that you can have and enjoy it. Well, you know, that kind of means open the garage door. Let's take this baby for a spin now. Let's get out there and let's, let's prove that we actually have something real. You know, we got enough T-shirts and bumper stickers and nasty attitudes running around. We ought to, we ought to have joy unspeakable. In, in the middle of life's darkest hour, there's something on the inside of you that begins to shine through and you demonstrate that no weapon formed against me can prosper. Now, you might knock the smile off my face for a little while, but you're never going to rip the joy that's rooted in my heart. You've got something on the inside of you and it begins to, to pump life through you. Jesus said of himself in Matthew 11:19 in the J.B. Phillips translation, it says that Jesus came enjoying life. Think about it. Jesus came enjoying life. How about you and I just relax a little bit, start enjoying God life? What are we afraid of? Oh, what if it doesn't work? That's ridiculous. It works. God life, it's not something that works or don't work. It's something you live or don't live. It is a choice that you make to renew your mind. I'm going to think differently now. God said, and uh, you know, you, you, you'll remember this scripture, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are my ways your ways, for my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, saith the Lord. You, you know, that wasn't a put down, that was an invitation. That you would come up and begin to think in a, in a new level of thought. That you would that you'd begin to live life at a level that you'd never lived before. So, we know that God has given us life, and our job on earth is to demonstrate that life. 
Remember Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Again, we're just kind of building foundation for you. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. One translation says that's the least that you can do. In the Message Bible, it says it really clearly. It says, here's what we want you to do. We want you to take your everyday, ordinary life, the way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you go to work, and live that like an offering to the Lord. That's the way you worship God. I know that some of us are under the impression that worship means to sing slowly. That No, that's a form of worship, but the word worship means to rivet your eyes or attention on someone or something. To sit at one's feet, even as a dog sits at his master's feet, licking his master's hand. To, to, be, to be riveted on someone or something. And he said, here's what I want you to do. I want your life to be worshipped to me. I want you to realize that everything you do, if you'll keep your eyes on me and do it as if, as if it's your offering to me. You know, maybe the job you have right now isn't your favorite job. It doesn't have to be a life sentence, but it needs to be worshipped to God. You go to work, and yeah, I'm going to demonstrate God life, even in the place that I just wish I wasn't. Hello? Maybe in school, maybe, maybe in a certain situation, you just got to remind yourself, what does God life look like in the middle of this challenge that I'm dealing with right now? What does it look like to have God life at the racetrack? Ooh, think about it. That even when I'm losing, I'm winning. Hello? Even even when uh, even when traffic's backed up, you know, and, and you can't deliver the load, but I've got a piece on the inside that swallows up the storm that's usually eating me from the inside out. No, that's that's been kicked out now because the peace of God, which passes all understanding, which is able to keep my heart and my mind riveted on Him, I am I am embracing God life, and I'm going to demonstrate it. I have a job to do. If you look at 2 Corinthians 4, verses 1 and 2, we're going to read them from the message this morning. 2 Corinthians 4, 1. God has so generously let us in on what He's doing. That's kind of cool, isn't it? God has let us in on what He is doing. And we're not about to throw up our hands and walk off the job just because we run into occasional hard times. We refuse to wear a mask and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scene. And we don't twist God's Word to suit us. But rather we keep everything we do and say right out in the open, the whole truth on display, so that those who want to can see and judge for themselves in the presence of God. We are demonstrators of real life, of God life. Here's your ministry. God has given to you the ministry of reconciliation. He has reconciled us to himself through his son, Jesus, and he has given us a ministry. King James says, therefore, since we do have this ministry, we faint not. We don't cave in. We don't get discouraged. We don't walk around defeated. Why? Because we've got God life. We, we, we recognize that the life of God is inside of us and it is bigger than the problem that's outside of us. We know that we've got more life than we've got death. We've got greater joy than there is joy suckers. Come on now. Most of us, if we had to list five joy jammers, we could come up with five names very rapidly. You know, 
Here's just kind of an interesting test to do this week when you're on the phone. Maybe just do it for a day because it can. It, it, you should learn a lesson in just a day. But every time you get off the phone, put a plus if they made you feel like you better and put a minus if that conversation, if you couldn't wait to get off the phone. And, and now ask yourself, when I'm talking to people on the phone, is it a plus or a minus? When I step into somebody's world, did their world get better or did they wish they could commit suicide? What is my influence on the environment that I'm coming into? And when I leave, is the presence of God, has it just been there or do they now need prayer? Come on, guys. You know, we've all had those days when people see us coming. Everybody's ducking. But we want to be givers of life. We do not want to be a joy jammer. Right? Just, just choking the joy right out of everybody we meet. No, we've got life. We've got a bigger dose of life than any issue that the world can stir up. We've got the God who created the heavens and the universe. He's on the inside of us. Surely He's big enough to handle a bad hair day. Yeah, but you don't understand. I'm going through some real challenges. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, is that real challenges make real testimonies. You know, David fought Goliath. Goliath was big. He wasn't a midget. It made a better story. The three Hebrew children in a you know, fiery furnace heated up seven times hotter. This is the way God rolls. Get used to it. You're walking with Jesus, you're going to be in a hurricane. But you're going through to the other side. Quit focusing on the dirt. And remember, I've got a treasure. Right? This treasure is hidden in earthly vessels. It, it, it's on the inside of me. I've got to be a treasure hunter. I've got to find the life of God regardless of where I'm at. And let it begin to pour out of my life into the environment so that others can be blessed and encouraged and strengthened, filled with faith. It's my calling. Look at somebody and say, it's my calling. Look the other way and tell them again. Say, it's my calling. Can I tell you this? Your calling is calling. God's looking for somebody, for some people who will just rise up and demonstrate God's life. Come on, let's have life. Anybody can describe problems. Everybody can talk about issues. Everybody can find something wrong. It doesn't take a gift to do that. That's not your spiritual gift. God's looking for somebody who can, in the middle of whatever they're going through, that they can still just, God's on my side. The Lord is on my side. I've come here to make life better. And we might have problems, but I'm connected to the guy who has solutions. We're not going to let just everything just roll over us and beat us up. No, we're going to stand up. We're going to demonstrate Satan's defeat. We're going to live a life that's a humiliation to hell. We're going to prove that it doesn't make any difference what the enemy attempts when he's done. We just going to we're going to release health. We're going to release hope. We're going to release healing. We're going to release increase because God's got a plan for our life and it's to prosper us. It's not to harm us. So if I'm walking in the plan of God, hey, I just know not to stop until life is better. My final outcome is better than my current condition. So I'm not going to quit in the middle. I'm not going to throw my hands up in the air and walk off the job. Look at verse one again, would you? Uh, in, in the message. Check it out. God has generously let us in on what he's doing. We have a role to play in what God is doing in the earth today. A lot of us are sitting around waiting for God to move. Well, God's looking at you saying, go. He's given you authority. He's given you dominion. He's given you power. You, you don't need more power. You got enough power. You can blow the lips off the front of your face. 
You need revelation. The, the Spirit of God that's inside of you needs to now be operated in, right in your current situation. Don't throw up our hands and walk off the job because we've ran into an occasional hard time. Don't, that's not when to quit. That, that's, that's when to stand up and begin to demonstrate, hey, God, life is bigger. I've got more life than problems. The, the life of God in me can kill the problem that's trying to destroy me. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 3 in the Amplified. Here's what happens. Our gospel becomes hidden. It can be hidden and covered up with a veil that hinders the knowledge of God. See, it's the enemy's goal to cause the the light that's in you to be obscured so nobody can see it. Because if they see it, what do they run into? The knowledge of God. It is hidden only to those who are perishing and obscured only to those who are spiritually dying. And That's, We don't want to hide this light. If our gospel is hidden, it's covered up, and it hinders the knowledge of God. Look at John 17, 3 real quick. John 17, 3. This is eternal life. This is God life. To know, to perceive, to recognize, become acquainted with and understand you, God, the only true and real God. And likewise, to know Jesus as the Christ. Here's eternal life. Sounds like such a simple definition. Here is eternal life. To know God and to know His Son. But see, if you know God, Daniel 11.32 says that people who know God... They are strong, and they are doing incredible exploits for the kingdom. Why? Because they know God. When you know God, you know that His life in you is bigger than this problem. When you know God, the doctor says you're going to die, but God's Word says, I will not die, but live and declare the goodness of my King. This church is littered with people who are supposed to be dead. They just decided, though, and said, I'd, I'd just rather believe God. There's, there's marriages and families and, and, and businesses that should have went under, but now they're, they're demonstrating health and growing and getting stronger. Why? Well, because they know God. And we have this calling, this job. If we just walk off the job, that, that light that's been deposited inside of us becomes obscured to those who believe not. It's only hidden to those who are perishing. What does John 3.16 say? God so loved the world, He dearly prized it that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish. Well, it's only hidden to those who are perishing. Well, But the plan of God is that none would perish, and that all would have everlasting life. We're supposed to be having life, not hiding it, but demonstrating it. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, man, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Look at 2 Corinthians 4. 4. Did I give you 4.4? 4? The God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The light, look at this, the God of this world blinds the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel, who is the image of God, the light, it is enlightenment. It is an understanding that you didn't previously obtain. It is a revelation that, that before was, was not a revelation. It's an understanding which before was overlooked. It is, it is treasure that has been discovered in your life. 
Treasure that has been discovered in your life. Discovered. The prefix dis means to push down or press out of. So when you discover, you push down the cover. You remove the cover. And now light, that enlightenment begins to be seen in your life. And, you know, it's not that you're going to glow in the dark. What it is, is that in the middle of chaos... A revelation rises up inside of you that changes everything. You realize, I cannot be defeated. Psalms 119, verse 165. Great peace have those that love thy law. Nothing shall offend them, cause them to fail, fall, stumble. or Nothing. I can't go under because God's on my side and God ain't going under. He, he, he's not going to just fade off into obscurity. That's not God. It's not His character. It's not who He is. So I can have great peace knowing that even though I can't see a way out, He's going to create one. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. You know, in the original Greek, that verse says that if you're living in the word of God and the word of God begins to live in you, you can ask for something. And if it doesn't exist, he'll create it for you. It's pretty powerful stuff, guys. That if you're being led by the spirit of God. He's going to he's going to speak to you. Remember, Isaiah said, you'll hear a word behind me saying this is the way walk you in it. When you turn to the right or to the left, he's going to he's going to speak to you. Uh, he's going to tell you what to ask for so that he can create it. He, he guys, we're talking about God here. We limit God by thinking our problems are bigger than he is. Well, you must be serving the wrong God. I serve the God that came into an environment that was total darkness, total chaos, and he spoke to it. Light. And there was light. And you got to realize something, that light was present before the sun was created. How do you do that? I don't know, and I don't care. I just know that what he says goes. And he's on my side. And I'm not going to be deceived into thinking that some bill that just showed up in the mail is bigger than his provision. Right? Oh, come on, somebody. Look at, you, look at somebody say, I'm starting to get it. <laughs> the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. That... That image of God is showing you who you are. Remember, even as He is, so are we in this world. We begin to realize that Jesus was a living living demonstration of the life that we've been authorized to live. I'm qualified by God Himself to walk in the same power that Jesus walked in. I'm limited by my own mind, my own belief system, my own heart. But I'm breaking that down. I'm getting, I'm stepping out of the old and beginning to embrace the new. Enlightenment, enlightenment, understanding, it begins to shine on them. 
That's what your Bible says. That that the glorious light of the gospel should shine unto them. You, You know what this means? It means that the enlightenment begins to discover it be, become discovered upon yourself. You. That you begin to realize, oh, I am who God says I am. Amen. See, we have, we have this complex, and, we, we, and, I, and I'm telling you the truth. We, we, you know, you've you, you got to get in balance. You've got to realize that, that without God, I can do nothing. But with God, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible with God, right? And I've been created in the image of God, in the likeness of God, and I am who He says I am. Now, we either believe that we're a worm, or we have a tendency to think we are God. And in between there is a real healthy spot. It's called the children of God. I'm a Christ follower. I realize that on my own, my plan, my desire, my rights, I don't have any of that. You know, it's God's plan, God's purpose. God is, in, is on the throne. He is uh, dictating the decisions of our life, right? But the fact is, is that when the gospel begins to shine in you, you begin to realize, I have strength for all things. See, you're waiting on God to fix stuff, and God has empowered you to walk in victory. Look at Philippians 4.13. These are all scriptures we know. I have strength for all things. You know, this week, if, if you're not a real Bible reader, you know, and I know that, that, that you, know, you know what, it's just going to, it's an appetite. You've got to create it. You've you got to stay in the Word of God until suddenly stuff begins to leap off the page in you, and, and then all of a sudden you get addicted to it, okay? But, but uh, it, it's, it, it can be difficult to get started reading on a consistent basis. So just take a, a scripture or two or three or, or, or a sentence. And begin to, you know, prayer, effective prayer is taking God's word into God's presence and getting to agreement with God on that word. Right. If you think prayer is going to God, telling him what he should do, you're wrong. You know, there's so many times we we've all we did was whine. We called it prayer. It wasn't really prayer, just whining. But effective prayer, taking God's word, getting in the presence of God and getting into agreement with God on that word. Take just the, that first First statement, I have strength for all things. Okay, this week, this week, take that chunk and go into the presence of God and just begin to, to pray it. Father, I just come right now. I'm your, I'm, I'm your son. I'm, I'm your daughter. I, 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 maybe I don't have a clue what I'm doing, but I'm just going to get into agreement with you today. I, that's me. The me that you've created me to be. Not the old me, but the new me. I'm a new creature in Christ. So this new me has strength. I have strength. I'm not weak. I'm not defeated. I'm not going under. I'm going up. I'm going over. And I ain't even looking back. I've got strength. I've got strength because of your strength that's inside of me. I have strength for all things. Not enough strength just to handle the little stuff. I've got strength to handle big things. I have enough strength to take on giants. I have enough strength to, to, to speak to mountains and they're going to be removed. Father, help this be birthed in my spirit. Begin to bring me revelation. I don't want this just to be a word of God. I want it to be a word from God. Father, I'm in your presence now. I thank you. I, me, Tom, I've got strength. I have strength for everything. I am equal to 
and any, anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Take just that phrase and begin to build it into your spirit. Because, see, Zoe life is not weak and defeated. Zoe life is not in need of an army to come from the north to rush in and rescue me. Zoe life is large and in charge. Hello, somebody. And we're never going to demonstrate Satan's defeat when every time a problem comes up, we've got to call somebody and tell them. You should see the size of a demon that's hiding under my bed. Buy a smaller bed. You know, do something. <laughs> Let's live Zoe. I have strength for all things. I need this to shine on me. I am ready to and equal to anything that comes my way. Through Christ, who's infusing me with this inner strength. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. And i gotta, I got to get this birth in my spirit so I can begin to walk in Zoe strength. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. Check out what happens when, when, when you open up a can of Zoe. Okay? This is what you need to do. You need to open up a can of Zoe. Just pop it open. Here we go. We possess this treasure in frail human vessels, right? I've got it in me. I've got to get past the dirt and locate the treasure. When I locate the treasure, look what happens in verse 8. I've got it opened up. I'm hedged in, pressed on every side. Trouble and oppressed in every way. Thank you, Jesus. That sounds like a crazy thing to be excited about. No, finish it. But not cramped or crushed. See, a lot of us are under the impression that if God's on our side, why is there trouble? You're looking at the wrong picture. There's not enough trouble to disrupt God. So I'm hedged in, troubled and oppressed in every way. Not cramped or crushed. Not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassments, we're perplexed and unable to find a way out. But never driven to despair. Why? Because Zoe, I got Zoe. I got God life. I'm not going to be filled with despair. Look at verse 9. We're pursued and persecuted and hard driven, but not deserted to stand alone. I've got help. God's on my side. I might be struck down, but never struck out. Ever play baseball? Ever go to the little kids? You know, baseball is really fun, especially at, you know, that T-ball level. You know, and the coach pitch, and when they're just getting started, and, and games last about, what are those, 40, 45 minutes? That's awesome. <laughs> you know, we had the, the, the three boys, and, and uh, which, when they get really going to the baseball, that's three games a week, so that's nine games a week plus practices. And it didn't take me very many years until I learned to hate baseball. But the fact is, uh, is that in baseball, you, you know, the, the, the hardest thing for the, for the guys to, to get through their brain is that, you know, sometimes you, you, just, you just strike out. You know, Babe Ruth, he, he, he had the best batting, you know, home run record of anybody ever. But he also had more strikeouts than anybody ever. 
right? But can you imagine going to the game? I, I remember one game that we went to, and they were uh, they were running a little short on uh, on help, and so there weren't any umpires, there weren't any nobody showed up. But to, in order to play the game, they had to select some people to come help, and they asked me to get behind the plate. I'm partial. My kid. Yeah, we know. Just get in there. Well, we know. We get it. Just do what you got to do. So we get in there. I'm in, I'm in there. They throw the ball. It's, you know, it's over his head. He just stands there. Ball one. Throw the ball. And I'm thinking this is going to be easy because he, they're just going to walk him. But it got to where the pitches were coming in pretty good. Ball. Everybody looking at me. You're cheating. You're right. My son. He swung and missed. Strike one. And they're like, okay. He threw the ball. He swing and miss. Strike two. And you know, I'm telling you, keep your eye on the ball. Watch it all the way in. Watch it go out the face of the bat. They throw another one. He swings. They said, strike two. Somebody says, wait a minute. I said, I'm there. I'll eject you. I can do that. Throw the ball. Strike two. What's going to happen? Well, he's my kid. He ain't ever going to strike out. The best thing you could do is hit him with the ball. You know why? You, you want to get? You want to get fair again? Well, here, your father is the umpire. See, the final word goes back to dad. He, he's got the final word in your case. You might be struck down, but you will not be struck out. You, Zoe, God's on your side. It might look like it's over, but it ain't over till you reach the end that he declared at the beginning. If he says that you're going to have a peaceful habitation, then hang on, baby, because you are going to arrive at peace. You might have to go through hell to get there. Anybody ever gone through hell? Oh, all of you have. I've seen some of you while I was going through there. You were there. And, and the fact is, is that on the way through, it's very tempting to think God wasn't telling the truth. Because we are ruled and reigned by our sense realm knowledge. You know, what we see and what we hear and what we feel and what we smell. Wrong life. See, the spirit man realizes that the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen, those things last forever. And God's word will not return into him void without accomplishing the very purpose for which he sent it forth. I'm going to win. God's on my side. I've got Zoe. It might look like a mess right now, but wait until you hear the testimony. You can turn your test into a testimony. Right. And and when 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 it just seems like, oh, there's no way out. Wait a minute. Look, there there are times back up one verse. Look at verse eight. We can't seem to, to find our way out, unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. Why? Well, because we know that if God has to, he'll create a way out. I'm not going to lose. I'm not going under. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to be the first person in the history of human mankind uh, you know, that, that God just looked at and went, you're the first one I'm going to foul up on. You're it. You're that special. No, you're not that special that God's going to start with you. He's going to bring you through. He's going to carry you to the end. And at the end, you're going to be better than you were at the beginning. 
Every single time when you do what God says to do, He will produce what He promised. Every single time. But you've got to live Zoe. You, you, you have everything you need. Is it 1 Peter 2, 3? That God has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Is it 1 Peter or 2 Peter? Somebody look it up real quick because people are taking notes. I remember my father one time, he quoted a scripture and gave him a reference, and the lady came up later and she said, I'm not sure that this is, reference is correct. And he opened his Bible and looked at it, and, and she said, you know, you, because you looked right at me, and, and, and uh, he, my dad is kind of like Dick Mill sometimes. He just start giving people scriptures, and he gave her a scripture. It's Second Timothy. Second Peter, see? <laughs> he, he gave her a scripture in Timothy. And it said, thou shalt be saved in childbirth, in childbearing. And that's not the one she wanted. Um, but so just now, now we've got Second Peter 1, 3. God has given us and all things that pertain unto life and godliness. The, uh, let's see, the CEV says, we have everything we need to live a life that pleases God. You've, you've got it. If you're in Christ, you've got Zoe in, in you. Okay? You've got it. You have everything. I, I don't know how it works. Just start working it. Start growing, start educating, start, start practicing, right? Uh, you know, you can go home today and maybe in the pantry you have everything you need to make a cake. You got all the ingredients. You got the flour and you got the, the, the eggs and you got the, what else goes in there? Sugar and you got, you got all the stuff. Well, you set it on the table and call the family down, put a candle out there and light it. That's not a cake. Those are the ingredients. So you take the ingredients and you start throwing them together and doing what you do. And, and, you know, when you're done, you still might not have a cake. Right? It, 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 it might be a doorstop. <laughs> Sam, Sam made us brownies one time years ago. She was, she was just wanting to bless us, and she made us brownies, and they were so good, I kept them as a doorstop for like two years. It's just a black brick. And, and, but you've got the ingredients. You, you can make it. Matthew twelve thirty five. Either make the tree good and sound, healthy, or make it sick and diseased. You 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 take the ingredients of life and you make something with it. Well, don't make a normal life. Don't live a normal life when when an extraordinary life has been made available to you. Don't ride in the old ride and just to keep the new ride hidden. Let's take it out and go for a spin. Let's let's. Let's sell the old ride. Right? Let's get rid of it. Let's step into Zoe and let's use what God's given us to demonstrate Satan's defeat. And you might not every day have a 100% success rate. Live it anyways. You know, if you're going to fall, fall forward. You make a mistake, that's cool. We have an advocate with the Father. If anyone confesses sins, he is faithful and just, righteous, to forgive us from all unrighteousness and to cleanse us. You can't be struck out. So you might as well swing the bat. High pitch, outside pitch, low, swing, strike two. Just go for it. Just go for it. And learn, you know what? Just touching the edge of Zoe. So much better than being a mile from it. You know, I've been around Christians my whole life. Been in church my whole life. And very, very few people really demonstrating God life. 
Very few. Why? Well, it's just so easy to be natural. But it's so much better to let God put his super on your natural. To live a supernatural life. The life Jesus came to give us is not an ordinary life. It is beyond ordinary measure. You've got more life than death. You have more hope than despair. You've got more future than the past that's been trying to, you know, to keep you tied down. God has good things for you. It is a good plan for your life. It's going to prosper you. He's going to increase you. He's going to give you hope. He's going to give you a future. Go after God life. Live it to the fullest. Amen? Close your book and let me pray for you.